Yeah. So everybody, does everybody have a beverage in hand? Right here. Well, let's uh, let's hold our cheers and do this. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people who listened to the conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Hello. Got a full house today. First time we are using maximized audio inputs on the Roadcaster. I am sitting here today with my friends returning to the show for the third time, yeah. but I guess yeah. second time in the in a new iteration of right. the band. Uh, Los Vampiros Amarillos. Did I pronounce that yeah, right? Yeah, you did. Well done. Fuck yes. Everybody make some noise for me. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> so here we are. There's um, there are some very specific reasons I think that maybe Kevin has in his head for y'all being here today for a third time. I know there's some dates to plug and some shit to talk. No, that's it. We're done for the summer. Okay. Yeah. I'm cool. just here for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a bunch of uh, it's a bunch of exciting stuff that's happening. Um, and right around the time that this this show airs, we'll be five days away from a show at Kitivo on August 10th, which is a Saturday. In the basement. In the basement, in the lower level. A non-smoking show. Very important to point out, because I know a lot of shows, some friends of mine have come to Kitivo and been smoked out. We should yeah. start putting that on flyers. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've already posted it on the Facebook announcement, and a couple people were like, I'm definitely coming, because, yeah. Uh, it's called Beach Blanket Blowout. And that'll be a night of garage rock and surf rock. And the lineup is the Spectres. It'll be Go Go Gidget, our band, and closing will be Vertigo Go. Yeah, it's and, a pretty cool lineup. Uh, it's yeah, a good lineup. Pretty cool lineup. Yeah, this was a uh, an idea I'd been kicking around. We when we put out an album, it was now three years ago. We did the last album we released as the Me Too's had. Uh, the Spectres and Vertigo go on that yeah, lineup. on the release show, and it was yeah. everyone said it was such a great night. Of uh, it was just, just not all the bands really complimented each other and challenged each other. I think in a really awesome, creative way, and it was it was just solid top to bottom. And I had been looking for an excuse to get that lineup back together. And the ladies of Go Go Gidget and our band have been trying to figure out something that would, you know, but that would coalesce well where we could all get together. And I was just like, this is perfect. So the so. stars aligned. Awesome. Pretty much. Yeah. So August 10th, Kativa non-smoking, non-smoking downstairs. Uh, and it, let's see, the doors are at seven music starts at eight and it'll be four quick sets. And I think people are, I, I, all the bands are planning on bringing their A game. Not that they don't normally, but I've I heard a lot of scheming about certain cover songs, and we Ooh. might ha- we might have people join us on stage and stuff like that. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show. That's super awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna do a show plug for a show plug. Actually, to Cheers. be fair, um, I don't really have anything to plug in August all that much. Uh, August seventeenth, I'll be at Iron Maiden. If you want to come hang out, motherfuckers! <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm just gonna plug that. They, where are they at? Uh, they're at the uh, the PPG Paints Arena. Oh really? Yeah, it's gonna be such a good show. Hell yeah, I'm fucking stoked for that. It's really awesome to be in a situation when I could see Iron Maiden 
and I could walk to the show. Yeah, yeah. I can walk wow. to PPG. It's like it was like a half hour walk from my house. Yeah, yeah. five minute drive, but you know, I'm just gonna walk yeah. or ride my bike. How when adolescent it, it would it? that feel? August seventeenth. Yeah. August seventeenth. Have ride you ever seen bike? Have you ever seen the uh, Flight Six 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 documentary? You know what? I want to say that I have, but I don't remember it. So if I have seen it, I may saw like half of it once. But yeah, I hadn't. I mean, I hadn't listened to Maiden since I was a kid. But I, I saw this documentary, and on, I just I forget where, what record store I was at. I was like, "Oh, that looks amazing!" And the guy at the counter was like, "You got to watch it." If you, and I said, "Yeah, I used to listen to Maiden years ago." So I I, I borrowed it off of a friend before I, I bought it, and uh, and I watched it. It did not disappoint. It's the lead <laughs> singer is a pilot, but he yes. can fly like he flies their seven thirty seven. That's amazing. At, with other pilots it's not just him but like he, he flies them to india and then does a show and then flies them to wherever and, uh, and it's so what is it called again it's called flight 666 perfect. and that's literally the call sign for perfect the plane. perfect it's, and the flight big iron maiden logo it. and it was just i mean if you're a f- music fan especially a maiden fan as a documentary it was awesome yeah that is super awesome i'll have to watch it i'm really bad at keeping up with documentaries and tv shows if it wasn't for my girlfriend stacy i would have never seen any of anything that i've seen in the past three three four years easily yeah. i just don't it's not that i don't care it's just i don't know i'm caught I'm up in all my getting lost i'm just caught up in all my own other stuff and there's too much there is there's a, a ton lot of really good documentaries out it's there. not possible to keep up with all of yeah. that evan from gray walker and sykes and the new violence is really good at uh watching documentaries and he's really good at telling me about things i feel like he's been telling me about documentaries that i've yet to watch for the past decade so yeah whatever Perfect. you're golden yeah at least one day, if things fall apart, maybe I'll like break a pinky or something. Be be stuck up in the house for a week, and uh, you know, I'll hit up my, them all. I'll hit up my boy E Dog and be like, "Yo, slap me with them documentaries, what I, Broski." What have I missed, and what do I need to see? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, real talk, though. August twenty fourth, Sykes and the New Violence is going to be playing the Spread Love Versus series, where we're doing like they're uh, they're setting up two stages, and we're going to be like playing like song for song sets against another band oh that's cool so yeah uh i'm not doing that it's at a uh it's some spot in west mifflin i don't have the venue written down which is really inconvenient right now i'm just like pulling this up off of a general calendar i have i wasn't even planning on talking about it but i do feel like i should promote it so that's august 24th uh, Spread Love Versus series. It's put together by Zachary Rudder, who is a artist in the Pittsburgh area, former guest of the show. And uh, I'm not even sure who's all playing. I'm not sure who I'm going against, but it should be fun because they're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, with, fan of those sound effects. I know, with, with all that being said, uh, I know that there was another date that you said you wanted to plug, and before we forget it, let's just get that out of the way yeah. so we can, you know, get sure. back to talking. I think I just drooled. There, beer just your beer, beer <laughs> collected in my mustache and yeah, dripped yeah, on my arm. Mustache. I didn't want to say nothing because I'm quite Why jealous. Why is it the of day it? that I'm wearing a fucking white t-shirt? It's the day that like the beer is like, oh my god. I'm sorry. Plug your dates, and I'm just gonna fucking take a shower. Over yeah. There. Okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, there's two dates, um, and then there's um, August, September, and October. Uh, the uh, August show we just plugged in September 7th we have a um, thank you very good cheers we have a there's a show at Howler's uh, another non-smoking show I made sure to ask Mary Jo if it could be non-smoking you could do that she does it for very special purposes I think that was my phone that just beeped no I think it was my phone that beeped it was my phone that beeped it's Stacy it's Stacy 
Hi, Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Thanks for giving him the watch documentaries. Yeah, Stacey. Stacey. <laughs> you and Edo. Oh no, 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 no. Let's be fucking clear. Stacy's not making me watch documentaries. I have watched every single episode of like Riverdale because of Stacy. Uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, what else? Um, we're watching The Good Witch right now, which is the whitest fucking television show I have ever seen in my life. It's that show. I don't know what that is. That show is so fucking white. I cannot believe it's allowed to be on TV. Like that's how white it is. It's insane. It's insane, but it's very wholesome. It's a Hallmark production. Oh, well, oh Jesus! That's, yeah, and uh, it's really okay. funny. Uh, speaking about Hallmark productions, I'm going to bring this up since we're talking about Stacy and everything. Uh, we were watching it last night and we got to a point in the series where uh, there's been this real heated sexual tension between two of the characters. Right. Mm. And, and they, and they kissed. Oh they, my God. They kissed, but it was just like, like, like a peck, you oh. know what I mean? And the way that they were acting about it and all the other characters were acting about it, you would have think they'd like done some butt stuff or something like that. <laughs> so gross. So now, so now me and Stacy are calling just a kiss peck, a hallmark butt fuck. <laughs> Perfect. That's the hallmark butt fuck. So. While we're on that, I want to be clear. The butt <laughs> stuff is not so disgusting. It's the fact that they made a little peck and then made something out of it on the hallmark. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do butt stuff. I mean, yeah. it was more than a peck. It was like, like it was like an extended tongue? just lip. No, no tongue. Uh, Closed no lips kiss. tongue. Yeah. But yeah, the hallmark butt fuck. <laughs> so, so Love what's it. up with your shows? <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually, we're doing a show called it's, this is kind of ironic. It's called the Hallmark Buttfuck. It's one night. No, um, okay. Well, because I'm actually going to plug something a little serious. Um, this was uh, this was in light of stuff that's been going on in the news, and I wanted to try to schedule an event that could do some good and not just like line our own pockets. I mean, by line our own pockets, fifty bucks. But you know, um, there's a show uh, September seventh at Howler's. That's going to be a benefit for Planned Parenthood. That. We're going to do, um, I actually talked to Brenda about this because she had done a show uh, a while back and I said, you know, how do you go about donating money? And she told me it was really easy to set it up. So, uh, Brenda from old game, by the way, I should say stress. Hi, Brenda. Thank you for the info you gave me. So it's going to be our, our band. It'll be Jess Klein and the good time. It'll be honey prism and it'll be the essential machine. And so those four bands will get together and all the money we make that night, we're just going to, at the end of the show, Write a nice check and send it away. So, and then October. This is way off, but October eighteenth. That's kind of our last show of the season. We kind of take winter break off because of our families and such, and everyone's traveling. And yeah, holiday just, shows yeah, are the fucking worst. Jesse and I, our families are on the other side of the state, so it's kind of tough to, to schedule anything in or around the holidays. So uh, our last show will be at the Fun House, and that is with the Real C and Chet Vincent and the Big Band, and cool. then our band, and that'll be uh, that'll be the that'll be our like see you later until next spring yeah. show. So. I think we have um, so after that, then we'll probably record some stuff over that break, um, and then hopefully have something out for the springtime again. You guys are playing all these shows with all these cool bands, except for my. Fucking, which <laughs> no, and don't Fuck. we haven't? Yo, can we come on your fucking show? We don't want to play with your fucking band, but we'll come on and talk about that's all this exactly, other cool stuff that's we're exactly doing. Exactly what I was just I'm talking just, about. Right, I'm just fucking with the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so cool. we're not. We're playing a show of Sykes after this. Uh, none of you are invited. No. 
we were going to break dance on the show. But. No, it, it's cool. I'm glad that you guys have all that cool stuff going on. Those are all cool bands. We're the other band that you're competing with. At this. <laughs> we didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Yo, show. that would be such a plot twist. <laughs> Netflix, buy this shit. <laughs> Fuck. What if we had like a theme song all about Sykes and it was like super happy and stuff and we like Bye-bye. look over to you and be like, Fuck, here we go. Okay. <laughs> I talk shit about them and they just made my theme song. That's oh, man. That's super fun. So, yeah. you know, lots of cool stuff going on, lots of cool shows, lots of cool bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got to take some time to see a lot of cool bands this year at Deutschtown Music Festival. Yeah. It was a blast. How was so, everybody's so Deutschtown Music Festival experience? It was great. Yeah, I had a yeah. lot of fun. It was yeah, it was we wound up playing out on the street. So at, at the government, the government center? center, yeah, yeah. yeah, which I didn't even know that was a thing that was happening. So, like the long story short was that guy, whatever that jackass that is in the north side, and you know the guy that caused trouble at James Street, and yeah, for whatever reason he thought that we couldn't play indoors at the yeah. government center, so they put us outside. He walked which actually in, was a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was gonna say it totally backfired because my thought was, well, then now he's gonna call the cops to get a noise ordinance to shut that down on the street, but it, that didn't happen, and we wound up getting a huge crowd, like way bigger than probably we would have fit in the government center because the government center is awesome space. But I was looking at it, I was like, we're gonna be a little loud, close corners, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Crystal Lee Morgan played before us, and I was like, she would have been fantastic in there, and we would have went into the first song, and everyone would have, you know, just uh-huh. volume level, but. By the end of the show, we had like we had a woman literally dancing. Yeah, it was great in front of us. It was, yeah, it was fun. And um, yeah. yeah, just walking around the shows too. Uh, I got to see BB Guns for the first time. They were awesome. I, I hadn't I had listened to them, but I never got to see them. Yeah. I saw them in the park stage. Shout outs to that BB was, Guns. Was really cool. the show. They're the only. They're one up on you. They've been on the oh. show four times. Damn you guys! It's wow. okay. You got time. Yeah. That's because right. we have three guys. It's harder to get here faster. <laughs> no. no, but that was so cool. Yeah, like it, it was, it was. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was like the perfect time too. It was like the park it was really dark. There was a fire spitter and a something else. I, that part might have been in my imagination, but no, it was there. It wasn't. I saw it. Yeah, it was cool. But yeah, that was great. And um, yeah, I saw a lot of cool stuff. We still haven't figured out who that was that we walked past that was doing that weird thing with the telephone. Oh yeah, he was singing into a telephone. Yeah, that was kind like of a he, was rotary doing like, phone. he was doing like loops of stuff, and then okay. he had a rotary telephone somehow hooked up to something. To a or microphone. Other. Yeah, it and was then really was playing neat. the violin in between vocals. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. I'm, just not, I'm, not, I'm not sure who that was, but I could probably find out. For was you. Really cool. Yeah, there was somebody recently that messaged me on Facebook. I think his name was Mike. And he recently moved here from Pittsburgh and he's like big on the vocal looping community. And I yeah. guess he was like asking me if I did any of that stuff. Cause he's putting together events specifically for those kinds of things. He sure. moved here from Pittsburgh. No, he's like from somewhere else, but he's in Pittsburgh now. Oh, okay. Um, and I wonder if that was him or somebody associated yeah, with I him. I don't know. So yeah, he was doing, uh, yeah, it was violin looped. Oh, where was that? And, um, I must you missed... weren't, you weren't there yet. Okay. That was before you, before you showed up. But, um, yeah, I thought that was really neat. It was, he was just, there was no stage. It was like in a tent. Mm-hmm. He was sitting <laughs> on the ground yeah, in yeah. a tent. Right. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. Playing the rotary telephone. And when he right. would hung, hang up the phone, the that phone? was part of the song. Oh, like, it was yeah. like a, so cool. Like the, the click. Was yeah, he was creating beats with like the clicks too. It was and, uh, so he would just. I feel like this is up. one of those moments where we'll be like, remember when we saw that guy? And now he's playing was he? PPG Arena or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, fucking cool. It was I, really cool though. I wish I would have caught that. I got that. I got to Deutschtown a little bit late, as I've mentioned on the show before in some previous episodes, because uh, 
Kenny would announce that that same day yeah, they were opening up the new roller coaster. coaster. So me and Stacy went to Kennywood. It fucking you know was right it when they opened and waited in line for four hours to ride this oh. fucking ride. Was it because cool? I'm a fucking psychopath? So I will say this: ninety seconds before. later, it was over. <laughs> I, I will say this: I've said it before. It's hard to justify waiting four hours in line for anything. Yeah, right. but it's a fantastic ride. Cool, yeah, cool. Right. and yeah. I'm really excited to go back and not wait four hours to ride. Yeah, so yeah. go on a Tuesday. Like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a season pass holder, so I, go. I will be going back at some point. It's called the Steel Curtain, right? It is the Steel Curtain, motherfucker. Yeah. That's really what they wanted to name it. They just couldn't. Yeah, Steel I Curtain, mean, motherfucker. The Steel Curtain, motherfucker. I need a shirt that says that. And it plays Renegade at, at top volume while you're fl- no, I don't. I've shamefully never been to Kennywood. Are you serious? Been, yeah, I've been here. I've, you know what? I've only been twice, but yeah, yeah not theme at parks all. just aren't a thing for everybody. They are. I really like them. I just haven't had a chance. to. You should go then. I was actually the one roller coaster that like goes from zero to 60 and it goes like straight up and down. It's years. What's that? It's which one? It's Cedar point. No, no. At uh, Kennywood. I was on that. Oh, the skyrocket. Yeah. Yeah. Skyrocket. I was on that years ago when that earthquake happened. Whoa. Cause we got on it and we got off of it and everyone, and they like the people, this is like, Summer of, I mean, it must have been 2009 or something like that. Or it was a while ago, whenever that minor hurri- or hurricane. There was a hurricane and I was on the roller coaster. Yeah, it was that yeah, weird earthquake, right? There yeah, it's, it was a, uh, because I remember we, we yeah, it was got like 2009 to, or 2000. Yeah, we got off the ride and people were like, get off, get off. And we're just yeah. like, dude, calm down. Like, yeah, <laughs> like we wanted to go fine. again. It was awesome. And then, like, I noticed people were kind of like walking around. I'm like, what happened? And friends of ours who were, they're like, an earthquake happened, like, right as you guys went up. Like, you guys took off and the ride started and everything started shaking. Whoa. I mean, shaking within, it was like a nothing or earthquake next to people who are in real earthquakes. But yeah. Still well, weird. We weren't. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're still here. So we got man. done the ride. We're like, yeah. And everyone's like, get out. We're like, what? I wonder, we? it would be, I wonder if it was like, there's like extra G forces or some scientific thing because of the earth shaking. That would explain it. Yeah. Uh, you had like a unique experience that nobody uh-huh. ever had on like, that. I never ride. remember before coming down that fast sense. before, but it was pretty yeah. cool. It went zero to 63 <laughs> in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it felt like it skipped the track, but I must've been imagining that. Uh-huh. I haven't yeah. been on a good roller coaster in a long time. Is it, is it really good? Steel curtain? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like upside all the- down and stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's a world record. It has nine inversions, motherfucker. Oh, Are you serious? So, we're totally going. Nine oh. inversions. It's the tallest roller coaster in Pennsylvania. It has the tallest inversion in the world. Oh, it's wow. like 200 and something feet when oh, you're upside cool. down. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. It's killer. It's a, it's a fucking it's a legitimate beast roller of a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's killer. It's final destination written all and over. And it. it's Kennywood's really unique in the fact that now you can ride this, like, you know, very new, top of the line, world record breaking roller coaster. And. Kennywood also has two of the top five op- oldest operating roller coasters really? still in existence. Yeah, the That's Racer cool. and the Jackrabbit. Jackrabbit's the best. Yeah, Jackrabbit yeah. turns 100 years old this year. Wow. Really? Or this year or next year, yeah. And wow. it's still in fucking, still working. That's awesome. That's cool. I need yeah. to go. It's a, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really, really cool park. Yeah. It's definitely go. worth going to. It's one of those things that where I feel sometimes, you know, you get that wanderlust for places and going to places that are outside of your city. And like, there will be places maybe like Kennywood where you've never gone. It's right there. Yeah. Right. 15 minutes away. You just get used to it kind of being there and then you overlook it. Yeah. Oh, that's but super easy to do. But then like, you know, you get out of you, uh, me and Stacy catch ourselves doing this. We're like, we'll plan to book some trip that, you know, we got to, 
six, seven hours away. Right. And you like, could have done all that, the things. There's stuff would, that's yeah. really similar that's here that we've never done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, when you're going on a trip, it's not just about, it's, it's the whole event. It's the getting ready to go. It's the going. Mm-hmm. That's what makes a going away fun. Cause it's away. I guess so. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like you can go, you can get lost in the city. Yeah, you can. Which, me and Stacy did a thing for our anniversary this year where we just like made a list of stuff in Pittsburgh that we had never done. Mm-hmm. And did all mm-hmm. that stuff. And it was cool. Like it's like there's definitely a lot of stuff that, at least from my experience, that we were able to do and I didn't even feel like I was yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. What was yeah. your favorite thing that you did that was unique? Um I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. I'll let you know. But one point that I do want to bring up getting back into music and the scene and conversations. I had something happen last night actually that I want to bring up because it's the first time it's ever happened to me. And that was, we had a show that was a 21 plus show, but 21 plus wasn't put on the flyer. Oh. And somebody underage actually tried to come to the show because they wanted to see us and they got turned away. And that has never happened to me. And I was like, whoa, are young people listening to music again? What's going on? Or is it just like a circumstance? Hmm. Well, I hope it's, I hope it's, I hope, I mean, it's definitely a circumstance, but I, I also hope that it's someone who just has maybe caught the podcast or, his, saw you guys somewhere at a, you know, an yeah. all ages show. You, you want to know if it's more of like a an actual trend that's happening? Yeah, I just I just felt bad because where it was, was the like, venue? It, it was at the New Black Forge. Oh, okay, and I think that that was maybe part of the reason why it got overlooked, right? Or it wasn't thought about. Yeah, you yeah. Know? like I didn't have anything to do with the flyer or anything, sure. but uh, yeah, it just it definitely it's wasn't at the, on the new f- space. In, is it McKee's it, Rocks? Yeah, McKee's yeah. Rocks. Yeah, cool killer spot. Yeah, I have to check it out. They they did a really good job. Good, that's awesome. Sounds good. Looks good. Everybody there is really nice. Hell yeah! Noise to- for Black Forge Coffee House. <laughs> We'd love to play a show there. I just don't know. I've hesitated actually contacting them because we're like poppy and like. Well, I mean, like well, we're do, garage poppy, but they do everything there. Oh, they do everything really. Yeah they, yeah, they do everything. I mean, I wasn't saying that they would say no, but I just was like, I also wouldn't want to book us and five people show up. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I think so. That- I mean, it's hard. I think that there are definitely venues that are genre, unintentionally genre focused. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, like it, it's just indefinitely with Black Forge, it's like, okay, yeah, definitely. It's like metal, hard rock, metal, metal, hardcore, dark electronic stuff. Like you get it. Oh yeah. Sure. And like, I think that it's good to see band, like those bands do well there. Like I hate seeing metal shows at Cativo. Why? Pers- yeah. I, I, it's just weird. I think oh, it just feels, it it just feels weird. Yeah. No. It yeah. just feels weird. It looks weird. It doesn't seem right. There's something sure. about it. Like the aesthetics off. Yeah. Okay. But like, I could see that. Yeah. Seeing like, like an indie rock show there or something like yeah, that. It, makes it sense. fits. I don't yeah. know, but I also overanalyze fucking everything. So well, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's fine. A couple of venues like spirit, I think has been pretty good at like not being genre based as it were. Cause I've seen all kinds of weird shows there. Like there's also nothing entirely wrong with being genre based as a venue. Like you said, I mean, if it's, Fits in the aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Makes for a better show. Yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, to like book of like a six piece heavy metal band and like what is normally an acoustic coffee house, that would be a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah like yeah. a metal band at Club, ca- Club Cafe. Oh, it would be weird. Over well. Maybe. Maybe. You know what? Maybe. I, we've I seen know. some, uh, Jesse and I saw Jeff the Brotherhood. Jeff the Brotherhood played Club Cafe. That was awesome. And it was, was a smoke machine. That was the first smoke machine I saw at Club Cafe. What was the, <laughs> it was a, first and only. It was a local band who, is now defunct, but um, who opened for them? I uh, can't remember who God. it was. Yeah, they were cool too. They were really good. And then Diarrhea Planet played after them, yeah. who are amazing. Where are they from? 
Diarrhea Planet. Yeah. They broke up because oh, I yeah. started following them. Yeah. On, uh, yeah, I forget. Where, I feel like I want to say I, like I they're from they this. Like a, I thought there was like Ohio or something. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like they were based out of like the Mid- the like Midwest. Lord, yeah. And there were like six guys on stage and like, I think not at all what you would four think. of them were playing guitar and they were joking about, oh, our other guitar players not here. It's going to sound I was, weird. Yeah. I was talking to them afterwards and I was like, that was funny. He's like, no, we're serious. There's five of us that play guitar in this band normally. And it's like one bass player and one drummer, but they were so good live. It was really cool. And it was super fucking loud. And I was like, this is weird seeing like a guitar player jump off stage and he was like on the crowd playing. It was in- also really cool to see such a, like a huge band. Yeah, open up for a two-piece band and the two-piece band. I mean, uh, do you, Jeff the Brotherhood. Brotherhood there are two guys, There's two dudes, and I mean, it sounds huge. It was, but they it, had yeah. four. They had four guys that night. Remember? Did they? they? Did, yeah, oh, they had. That's right. yeah, right. They had two yeah. other guys. Yeah, that's right. Because the Jeff the Brotherhood guys were off somewhere, and then I talked to the other two band members in their band, and I was like, "Hey, when are you guys come back?" They're like, uh, "I don't know." I was like, well, that's a nice chat with you. And then like Diarrhea Planet was like, you want a drink? We're like, yes. So oh, they, were, they were really fun. That's yeah. always amazing. Like bands that could sound so big. I know. With, with like nothing. Just three guys. people yeah. or two people. I don't think it's more than just volume. Yeah. Like yeah. Pennywise, no. for example, as one guitar player and kills it. Fletcher yeah. kills it. And I don't, he's a big dude, but. What is it? What's the yeah, secret to sound? I think we sound pretty full for a three piece. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. When we a- have anytime we have a fourth person on stage, it sounds like just a fucking wall of sound. Yeah, I love it. I love how big we sound. Yeah, like the three of us, and I love when someone comes up and joins us because it's just like, like just cranking everything way too I overdrive. Think, I think that there's, you know, tricks that you can do. Like if you're playing smaller venues and you have one guitar player, but you're running multiple cabs on both sides of the stage. So you're filling out the room and things like that. And I think in general, just being a good songwriter and understanding that like, Oh, like I am one guitar player writing a song right. for one guitar player. And let's make this. Yeah. Big. I've never written a song with two guitar players in mind. So yeah, that would be a different sort of and being really tight helps. It helps. Yeah, that, yeah, really, that was that really fills it. Yeah, like when you're just, there's, there's, there's definitely like technical things that you could do just to make the sound bigger. Um, just like the, for as a guitar player, the way you set your amps, with, you know, all yeah. that other fun stuff. I've been that, and again. there's and then there's just like dynamic things you can do as a band that that fill out that sound. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I mean, you have to obviously know how to write songs. <laughs> you got to perform them well, and I think just knowing what, no matter what type of a space you're walking into understanding the room having a very f- bottom level understanding of acoustics and how sounds right. bounce around and look at the stage look at the gear they have the pa to right. figure out okay like maybe it, you know we may not normally set the amps this far forward but, but we're you know, gonna do that let's here. deal with this room yeah. to, let's see right. what's going on right. you know what i mean like they're not miking the cabs and they ha- you right. know like whatever when you need shit. stage volume loud when you need it pulled back so the sound yeah. or like same. weird shit like oh the stage at howlers is a little bit taller than some other stages right. so maybe i shouldn't put my twin reverb on a chair tonight like, right yeah there's like, no like need to do all that, that kind yeah. of dumb shit your, your amplifier's already at your yeah level. yeah so yeah. that's the kind of stuff that i think sometimes people i won't say they they don't overlook it maybe some people just don't think about it and sometimes oh, if yeah. it's more on like a local i won't say local but like independent diy level bands that just haven't played enough shows to even get to the point of realizing that that's things. a thing yeah well yeah i mean when you're playing a live show you're thinking about a lot of things probably the first thing is just making sure that you remember all the parts right uh-huh. making sure you know how to play the song Here's. but but yeah the lyrics <laughs> yeah those are hard to remember um 
But once you get that down, you feel comfortable doing that, then you can think about all those other things that make a show worth watching, not just people up there practicing. Absolutely. So... I was at a, I was about to say I was at annoying drummer for a while where I was like Jesse have you have you have you tried this pedal like I was looking at, I was looking at all these like I got really like I started I think a the deep, moment they- <laughs> I started a deep dive in the mud honey like about a year and a half ago like having not listened to them for a while and I was just like not even the big fuzz I was like doing all and I kept messaging him like every other day like maybe we should try this so we could just blow the audience out like and I'll yeah. buy, I'm going to buy a 24 inch kick now and use this all metal snare and Ben how have you looked at this cab and <laughs> yeah cab calm down <laughs> like uh-huh. I just wanted us to be like you know yeah just, it's totally understandable so. but you know you can't hate on passion passion's great no, it's, it's, it's what fine. it's what keeps the keeps the trainer rolling I think I ref- I did rec- uh, recommend one pedal you're like I, I have that Kev I've been using <laughs> like that it's the well, it's not like it, it was like the one his, it was in his, a different it's in a different box it's a it's, so a, it's, a, an, it's a it's the big muff but for yeah. whatever reason the one that I use is just in a different box and he didn't know that I didn't know that because he's not a guitar player yeah fair enough so do we want some refills yeah you guys, I'm, I'm good. All right, good. so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go grab the growler, and while I'm doing that, why don't you tell the internet where they can find Los Vampiros Amarillos? Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook um, at Los Vampiros Amarillos. Uh, we're on Instagram. We have a Twitter account. at uh, Twitter is at Los Vampiros, and uh, we're on Spotify too. So make sure you listen to the album on that. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know we had a Twitter account yep. until just now. Yep. It's so. at uh, Los, uh, Los underscore Vampiros. Um, not too much activity on there, but we need there. to start a Twitter war of somebody. Yeah. And by Twitter war, I mean, we need to like tease friends of ours until they, you know, we're pretty good about like plugging our friend shows and, Oh yeah. 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 If we see a show that we like and uh, we, we band camp. We've already welcome. said too. Yeah. Yeah. Band camp. Yep. You can find us band on Bandcamp as, as well. well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Cheers. The album is available anywhere you want to hear music. So check it out. Mm-hmm. So Ben, to answer your question just from a little bit before, I think there was two things that really stuck out about my anniversary weekend with Stacy. Okay. The one place was we went to uh, we went to Pie for Breakfast in Oakland. Have you been there? No, no. That sounds, Pie for Breakfast. There's a place called Pie Sold. for Breakfast. It's in Oakland, and it's fucking awesome. It's okay. exactly. What I, I'm good right now. No, the cap. Oh, the cap. Sorry. I'm a so we fucking, don't spill. I'm a fucking turd. Um, so yeah, there's a place called pie for breakfast. It's in Oakland. And I will say real quick, I guess I'll do this. You got to eat this <laughs> pie for breakfast. I love in Oakland. That sound effect so much. I heard that on the uh, sound effect for Liveberg. I, I almost, I was walking down the street towards the beginning of my one mail route and I dropped the mail. I was laughing so hard. That was so good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they're, they're in Oakland and uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like a breakfast brunch spot. They have pie. They got, I'd like the most insanely large piece of quiche I've ever had in my oh life my there. But the other cool thing about that place so is they have like cocktails, full bar menu and stuff like that. Like That's awesome. during brunch. So you can Where go. is this in Oakland? It's on, um, it's like in the back. I'm not good at like what is North Oakland or South Oakland or yeah. anything like yeah. that. In I, terms I of relation would, to like the college. I guess it would be whatever street, um, like, do you know? Not not when uh, Brave New World was on Bates, but it was on North the other Craig. street. North Craig. You just yeah. keep going up North Craig. Yeah. Like okay. towards Polish Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it's eventually on your right. Yeah, okay. I know. I think it it's right next to, I think there's a place, 
It's one of those fancy restaurants, like like Legume or yeah, something I know like exactly that. Where yeah, this it's place right is there on the corner. It's called Pie for Breakfast, and it's fucking awesome. Cool. So if you haven't been there, you got to be there, and you got to eat it. <laughs> so that's my suggestion for that. And it was fucking tight. And uh, that was really cool because it was like one of those places that didn't feel like Pittsburgh. When yeah, we were in there, sure. you know, and uh, the other thing that really stood out about that whole trip was we actually we made a giant blanket fort in the living room that we like slept love in it. all weekend. Yeah, love and it. That, was, that is it was, incredibly romantic. It was really nice. Kidding. It yeah. was really nice. So I just want to go on record real quick, by the way, and say if this falls through this band, I definitely want to be your sound guy. Like, okay. I, <laughs> Yeah. I definitely want to do this. You got it. Job, the job is yours. Can I plug a sandwich real quick? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Um, We're all about plucking sandwiches. There's a, there's a restaurant in Fallowfield, which is nothing like Pittsburgh because it's not Pittsburgh. It's Fallowfield. <laughs> it's, uh, it was a chicken sandwich on waffles between two yes. waffles. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Tap factory. If you're ever out of Pittsburgh, south of Pittsburgh. What's it called again? The, the restaurant? Yeah. Tap factory. Tap, Tap factory. factory. Yeah. Okay. It's, mm. a ch- it's fried chicken, fried chicken, fried chicken between, between, two, between waffles. two waffles. Love it. Bacon. Syrup, syrup on the waffles. I think there's a little bit. A little bit of syrup. sweet. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! You know what? I need to do one more. You gotta eat this. So tap factory, tap Fallowfield. factory. You gotta eat it. And one more of these fucking things. Like I mentioned last night, we played at the new Black Forge Coffee House in McKee's Rocks. It's right across the street from Subs and Suds. Oh, oh, which okay. I have never been to Subs and Suds, and it's the only place to really eat around there. So me and Stacy went across the street and got hoagies, and I am not fucking shitting you. It was one of the best hoagies I've ever had in my fucking life. A good hero is Un- all you need. Yeah. Fucking real, yeah, and nice. like the 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 people there were so fucking nice, super down to earth, cheap as hell, really good. So yeah, Subs and Suds. I never expected it, but fuck, you got to eat it. And it was one of those things where I was telling people about it, and they're like, "You've never been there? That place is great." I'm like, "Why the fuck would I have ever gone in there?" Yeah. You seriously could do like a food tour of this city, like bring people in from out of town, and just like every night you're gonna like, what do you want to do? Ideally, like, do you want subs? Do you want Italian? And just like, I think it'd be so awesome. And then like intersplice that with like some shows or something like that. It'd yeah. be super sweet. It was like I don't know. I was actually having- you're gonna go see a concert at Black Forge Coffee. You're gonna get some killer espresso, and after you're done, subs and suds. I was having a, a conversation last night. There was actually somebody at the show last night shout outs to my new friend ada from astoria new york who's an older like an older female that's been living in new york city her whole life and she's thinking about moving to pittsburgh uh (laughs) she should move to pittsburgh and uh she was super cool we were just chatting shooting the shit and she was like talking about um we were talking about how cool it is like how diverse all of the different kinds of food that you can get in pittsburgh is yeah and uh, I don't remember all the details of the conversation because beer, but um, <laughs> she was really nice. So shout outs to her. And uh, yeah, it's one of those best, it's like, uh, you know, one of the best kept secrets of the city is like pretty decent amount of really awesome food. Totally. Yeah. You know, I was chatting with someone uh, like a Lyft driver who had just moved from New York and it was like the, I was having this, the whole conversation was about, yeah, you should relocate here permanently. You should do it. She was like, here just for the summer. I said, by the way, when you go back to wherever you go, don't tell them about why you're leaving because they'll all move here next. It's like, we don't, don't wanna... tell them about For a while, it was like, Pittsburgh's a new Brooklyn. I'm like, no, fuck, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah. Don't. 
ruin it by making it cool. Just it's never going to be cool. It's always going to kind of be what it is. So it's fine. I'm still stuck on those chicken and waffles. Oh my. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So this is, this is a, this is a question. All right. So one more food talk. Yes, please. So I, I apologize to anybody that's a repeat listener of the show, but I have not had this conversation with my boys over here. So, Yes. Los Vampiros Amarillos just played a gig. Fucking ripped it. Do you guys have a post-show place where you like to grab food or drinks together as a unit, as adult friends? Where did we just play the show? No, he's talking about generally speaking. Generally. Generally. Because I would say it would depend on the neighborhood. Yeah. We don't... We've not done that. We've never... We we haven't done that in so long just because Ben has a hour ride south and Jesse and I have kids i mean they're all they're all asleep by the time we're done a show anyway but we always kind of feel this you know what you, you, you fucking guys are you fucking guys are breaking my we heart part, we're, we're not you know yeah we usually say party but you guys can go to go to permanis together or something no we don't we, we actually don't ever eat together wow uh, no, the, oh, we did this winter. We op- what's the, the the bar down the street from your the place? Saloon. Oh, the Eric Kane's no, no, no. Saloon. Uh, we went yeah, to Kane's. That was fun. In Actually, Dormont. we went to Kane's Saloon before we did this podcast. What the fuck? That's right. <laughs> I just oh, remember gosh, that. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Well, Kane's Not Saloon. Saloon. The last time we ate, we ate together as no, a band. No, that wasn't at Kane's. That was at Jameson's. Jameson's. That's right. It was yeah, Jameson's. Mm-hmm. Jameson's. So we had. I just think I unplugged myself. Uh oh. You can. You can. Dormont. Here, I'll fix that. You talk about you tell you tell the people about yeah, this. We I'm, were, gonna, I'm gonna crawl under the table and blow all these dudes. Hold on. I'm gonna crawl under the table too. Yeah, we were at uh Yeah, it was Jameson's, right? Yeah, I got a club sandwich. It was pretty good. Yeah, I don't remember what I got there. We got yeah, the same like kinda, thing, because like nerds, you said Yeah, I remember was, that, that. Was, like, the, was it a, was it a Sunday? This is this is how nerdy this is. You ordered whatever, and I was like kind of on the fence. I'm like, you know what? That sounds good. I'm gonna have I'll that. I'll just have that. And Ben was like I'll have what they're having. And yeah. I, it's just like, so we don't eat together that often. We just but like when we our, do, yeah, okay. we order the same thing. That's cool. I think which is it, something we can't remember. So it's completely forgettable. I guess I know. I know. If it was Club Cafe, I would say the taco place. Uh, that's oh my dose. Yes, that because I, I always forget their name, but they're two blocks up on the right, and I always go there before Club Cafe because like. I think like two years ago we played a show there and I thought, I'm just going to get pizza. I went down to Domino's and ordered a small whatever. That's so sad. It's like bro. 25 yeah. minutes later, <laughs> it was like still not ready. And I, I was like ready to walk out and they just gave me something else. So, and then my wife was like, why don't you go to the new taco place? I was like, I have no idea. So we went there. Her and I went there like a week later. And so uh-huh. now I always go there before club cafe shows. Fair enough. I'd go Fair there enough. after club cafe shows. I just, I want to, I mean, it seems like the three of you are good friends. Yeah. And I just like, and I think that you don't need the, that bonding experience. I think you're, you're handling it, but I do think it's really important for bands to hang out outside of just like practicing and shows. Do you guys yeah. ever we need to get, do get that the chance more. to hang out? We have, we've been pretty crazy. We've been pretty bad about it since, yeah. especially since my son was born. Cause I'm usually the instigator of like, you know, let's, and I got a night out. Who's gonna just buy three tickets to whatever? Jesse and I have seen a bunch of shows together. And then as a, as the three of us, like when we play a show, especially at like a Deutschtown or a rant festival or whatever, we'll then call it like, okay, we're here for the night. Let's go see this band. Let's go see this band. And totally we'll do that. But outside of rehearsals and stuff, I mean, it's just cause our lives are so they're really busy. 
with yeah. with. And a lot of times, if I if I sneak out and eat, well, not sneak out, but like go out for the evening. <laughs> I mean, it, it, a lot of times, <laughs> rope ladder down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is most mostly like by myself. Like I usually, yeah. I go to a lot of shows just kind of. Yeah, I've seen he goes to the most shows. Jesse goes to the most shows yeah. of mm-hmm. all of us now. I think that you know f- uh, apparel. A, a, a problem of the aging musician, if you will, mm-hmm. is that, you know, it's so hard now to make time for anything besides, you know, like family and work. Yeah. But oh, I think yeah. that it's also important to remember that the band can be part of a family and yeah. part of work, depending on how you're looking at it. Yeah. And I think it's just like shifting priorities and focus and just finding a way to, you know, today's one of those days where it's like a six hour day with the band. Like we are, we come in here, we'll hang out, we'll go maybe grab a bite to eat or something and then go to rehearsal or go to rehearsal and hang out for a little bit. And then, and then we'll head home. I mean like my job is weird because I deliver mail on Saturdays, five weekends out of the month. But like today is funny because today's like my Friday. So what these guys are getting up and going to work tomorrow, I'm my son and I are going to be like chilling out at home and it's Sesame street and then the pool. So it's like, it's, it's weird. I can go see shows occasionally and on like a, on a random Tuesday. Cause I know I don't have to wake up the next day at like five thirty. Yeah. So I try to get out. I mean, I have to just right, right here. I have to say, I've always wanted to like, you know, I explained to our friends, Oh, it's tough being a dad. But like, there are a lot of nights where like, I just, I miss him. And it's like, I've seen this band three times and I love them and they're really good friends of ours. But I'm like, I'm, I really want to be at home and, and watch a show. It's like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah and I, and I, and I just, I, I love it. And plus like at some point he'll be like, yeah, dad, go ahead. I'm like, go. Oh. <laughs> you sure you don't want to come buddy? It's all right. No. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so where did, where did I bump into you? I bumped into you at get hip, right? Maybe it get hit. Yeah, I don't remember. You're running sound or something. There's been one or two times when I've seen you at shows and you've kind of ghosted me. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think it was intentional, I, I but I'm just going to call it. you out on it anyways. Yeah. Well, usually was, when I'm out and I'm by myself, it's a little intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I saw you somewhere. I think it may have been at Spirit. Oh, really? And you were like lurking around and I was yeah. just kind of like, you were talking to some other people and I was like, going to be like, Hey, what's oh, up? Oh man, I'm sorry. And then like, he just kind of walked away. I was like, all right, go fuck Would myself. Would you guys I say I'm the I'm social? <laughs> no, it's fine. Am I the I social? It's, it's dark in there. Yeah. yeah. And like, I I'm understand. Sure I didn't see you. I think I'm the social butterfly. I just like picking on people. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I'm the guy walking around talking to like 15 people at once. Well, like half of the set of the band we came to see is going on and I'm like, and you guys are like, I come back. I'm like, so we're playing with the so and so now, and I, they <laughs> want us to great. play a show. Yeah, and Jesse's like, awesome. Did you see this band? I saw the last four songs; they were really good. Yeah. So that's like, I, I you know, I, and plus, like, I don't go out that much. So when I go out, it's like another round. Let's all, you know. <laughs> you know? So I'm a little, I'm a little crazy. That's what I'm. Something I've been trying to do um, with Gray Walker and just in general is this concept of doing more get together type stuff, just like bullshit cookouts and things for bands rather than like, Oh, let's have a show and then let's all hang out so we can not pay attention to each other when we're playing music, you know, lug all our gear across town and not pay attention to each other. And then just talk outside in the parking lot. Why don't we just do something when we just fucking hang out in the parking lot? Fuck the gear. It's not a bad idea. And hang out. I remember (laughs) quest quest love years ago said this interview where like, cause someone was saying the cohesiveness of the, of the of the roots and how well they seem to just ebb and flow on stage. He's like, because we used to have band night, 
where we wouldn't rehearse. Like we already rehearsed on Tuesday, but like Wednesday night, it's like, even if you're not in the mood, you're going to come here and sit and watch this movie with so-and-so, or we're going to throw darts or we're going to do something just so we're like in the same room. And he's like, it started becoming a thing where like we would look forward to like all getting together and someone would cook some food and we'd just sit around and be like, Hey, did you read that magazine article or whatever? It was just them being close to each other. So they'd have a better, a better artistic kind of communication in terms of stepping on each other's toes, if like someone didn't like a musical idea, they don't take it personally because they get they've gotten to know that person better. Yeah, I think so there's that, definitely that's a good to thing that. too. I think it's really important for bands to be on that level and understand what's going on. So if somebody walks into practice like in a shitty mood or something's going on, instead of being like, "What's going on with fucking Ben?" You we know? do that. It's like we know <laughs> we know what's going on because like outside of just being bandmates, like we're actual friends. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, walked in and said, "I've had a fucking miserable day." And I love you both, but I'm sorry if I'm not in a like shit mood right now. I'm just you know because I've done that once or twice. Transparency like, is really important. Yeah. I think no matter no matter what's going on. And this guy's like, <laughs> whatever, man. It's it's great, <laughs> yeah. you know. So like the <laughs> one or two times I've mood. seen Jesse in a bad mood, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <You'd> probably <laughs> yeah. leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so speaking of transparency and talking about things, Kevin, I know I feel like whenever you had reached out about uh coming on to the show it seemed like you had some things on your chest that you wanted fuck to get it fucking sick, that you man. wanted to get into all right so oh, I, don't, I don't know yeah. if you still have some things that you want to touch on but i do think that now might be a good time to get into some of that spicy content Ooh. i called the guy who called the guy who took care of it so we don't need to uh no okay no i was that you i i called i text him one day in a in, in kind of a like politically i i took a really deep dive for the last like couple of weeks especially with the stuff going on on the border. It's a bit of a touchy subject sometimes. Um, and I've had lots of, you know, I read an article, I find it interesting. I post it on Facebook and like, there's like five or six of the same trolls that always pop up and always have some negative shit. And nine times out of 10, I just lean back and let my friends demolish them. Sure. You know? Okay. But, um, I just, this article popped up and I, it was about the children being taken away from parents and I posted it and, it was like people were arguing for this side and that side. And I was just like, I was kind of losing my mind. Bro, it was I, on my route. And I was like, I was getting so angry. This probably, coinless, this probably coincides with the day that I also broke the door off my truck. Cause I was just like, you know, I was just like, hulked out. I hawked out. And it's just, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I just, I started thinking about this Joe Rogan podcast of, of all the podcasts in the world. Cause I remember this thing that Henry Rollins said, this is how my mind works. I was angry about what's going on in the world, feeling helpless about it and feeling like I wanted to do more, but I don't know how to do more because shy of quitting my job and buying a bunch of fucking wire cutters and getting 20 guys together and going down there and cutting fences open and getting people food and water. Like what the fuck do you do? And a lot of that came from the fact that I wanted to do the Planned Parenthood show. But I, I just remember this, this end of this Joe Rogan interview, he, he was interviewing Henry Rollins where Henry Rollins was like, you know, instead of getting angry about it and instead of like saying, damn this and damn that, try to think of solutions of, of ways to help people present three solutions that, that you think can be better because he's like, we're at this place in our society. Like, you know, um, people of color are on the chopping block, like if they haven't been already. Like I'm, I'm kind of misquoting him right now, but he was like listing all these things, like our LGBTQ friends are 
they need all the help that they can get. Planned Parenthood, uh, ACLU, they're all like on the chopping block. And he's like, I actually get excited about this kind of stuff. Not in a, in a positive way that these negative things are happening, but he's like, what we say matters, what we do matters, words matter, actions matter. He's like, we're being tested. I love a test, so let's get it on. So like, let's stop fucking around. Let's do more benefit shows. Let's do more of this. Let's do more of that. And I was like looking at our scene and I was like, collectively, if we got a, like, I, you know, like a Pittsburgh live aid, not really, but like, it's like, fuck, like all this, all this stuff that is going on. Like what, what can you actually do? And in my mind, I'm like, we're going to get 20 fucking bands together and we're going to rent out these three venues and all the money's going to this one organization. And I was just in a rage. Cause I was like, I was just, I was jumping out of my skin that day. It was like so much negativity and I just didn't know what to do about it. And I, I texted him. I'm like, the fucking gloves are coming off on your show, man. I'm fucking calling everybody out. Like get together yeah. assholes. We're giving all the money away to somebody that needs it and fuck all to your fucking, we need to make money for it. No, no. And I was like going crazy. And, and then I text back an hour later. I'm like, I should probably plug our shows first and, <laughs> and probably, probably not run off half cocked, but that's like, I, that's how I get. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really tricky. I'm sorry for, by the way, sorry for that rant. It's just, it's no. like, it's just overwhelming when you see all this stuff and it's like these people that, whether it's people from another country that are running from their country that's falling apart or whether it's women's rights or whether it's uh, friends of ours who are gay and they're not being represented properly. And I, I just, I, fucking can't stand it so but and i also feel helpless so it's kind of like i'll organize a show i'll put four bands together we'll give all the money away to someone you know and maybe that'll do some good so so yeah sorry that was what that rant was all about oh okay that was actually like way more wholesome i was i thought we were going to be doing some hot gossip or something (laughs) (laughs) but that's fine this guitar player this band fucking sucks no 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 it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be damn this band or damn the scene or when you were like the gloves are coming off i'm like god damn and it was (laughs) like like the day after deutschtown too so i was like i was like man i was like man something must have fucking happened no 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 i was like fucking hugh he's coming for you (laughs) i love Hugh. hugh hugh and i were several beers in at the end of the night we saw each other at the uh, Elks Club. I was like, I love you, brother. He's like, love you too, man. And like, I, I probably doesn't remember that, but I was just like, this is so awesome, man. Thank you so much. Like, I don't know how the fuck you guys do all this work. I think it's crazy that it's like three dudes that put it together. Yeah. Doing it. Cool. Well, my personal opinion is that it shows yeah. that three people are putting it together. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, it, that thing's hanging by a fucking thread, but you, you know, think? whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of shit that I think that if they, and I, I said this before, I think on last week's episode that, um, if they just scaled it back, I feel like it's a numbers game at this point. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we have fucking 300 bands on 30 stages. And then like day of it's like half the fucking stage is bailed and we got to rearrange all this stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I feel have like weird problem. If you just, fine. I feel like if you scaled it back 200 bands, 20 stages, reliable venues, it's yeah. like nobody fucking cares that there's that many bands. Actually, like something that's reliable enough that you can print out a dedicated map and hand it to people or have like a little app on a phone or something that, that lets people know what's going on. You know, well, you're going to split it up into two days. How about you do one side of north side on one day and the other side on the other day so people don't have to walk back and forth between those bridges? Yeah. I could I could keep going on, but those are just my personal views. Yeah. And yeah. like, what the fuck have I done? Nothing. Well, there are three yeah. guys that have like a huge staff too. That does yeah. it. it's not just them. You know, I will say, like in their defense, uh, like certainly for our venue, 
that guy that like walked into the government center and shut him down. It's the same fucking guy. I was so like it, that was Saturday. So Monday I go in and a buddy of mine, uh, was, we're all mail carriers in the North side. He's like, yeah, I was going to come and see your show. I said, I was like, yeah, he's like, government center is pretty cool. I was like, yeah, we were playing on the street and I told him why. And another carrier is like, I'm not going to say the guy's name on your show. Cause I know who he is. He lives on the North side. He owns a business on the North side. He was like, is it this guy? I was like, I think it was that guy. He's like, yeah, that fucking guy walks up and down the street like two days before Deutschtown. And he's taking pictures of his neighbor's houses. And, and this is my buddy's a mail carrier. His parents live just off of East Ohio street. And then he has, he has an aunt that lives on James street. He walked up to the guy. He's like, you, yeah, excuse me, sir. What are you doing? The guy like f- took a photo of him, like right up in his face and walked away. And he's like, what the fuck was that? And then his aunt gets a notice from the city that she's getting cited $800 to fix like three cracked bricks that are like in front of her sidewalk, like three it, the whole sidewalk is cobblestone. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't, it's not an actual problem, but the city knows that these are technically things that you should have kind of not. So like, yeah, so this guy's just basically a piece of shit that has like a hard on for fucking ruining everyone's lives on that. Like, it's like my neighborhood. And if it doesn't go the way I want to do it, fuck you guys. And like, I feel like that's what his whole deal is. It's just all negativity. And it's, you know, whereas like, you know, the guys, Cody and Hugh, and those guys that run Deutschtown, they're trying to like make the, I, I know, I feel like they're trying to make the neighborhood come alive for a weekend and show everybody how much there is going on there and all the different venues and different businesses. And this guy is like, fuck you, I want it to be quiet. It's yeah, like, I, it's like, you know, it's not your decision to make, dude. To, I don't be, know. to be completely fair to them, I understand it's a, I've helped organize just single day festivals. And I understand how much of a headache it is getting everything together to do it. And I do all, all things considered, it does nothing's burned down, and they've done it for what eight nine years now. At Seven this point? years. Seven. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so yeah, I mean, like, there's no beef. There's just, just definitely like that you feel like there's like critiques of things that I think just I mean I think could be better for next year. Yeah. And you know, I know I know that some of these people are aware of who I am and this thing. And if you're listening, I'd be happy to help. Why did you just make that face when you said that? I don't know. It's just a face I make. <laughs> I, w- I will say, I wish they like started at seven on Friday rather than like five. I was getting done my route and back at the office and like my phone's like, but I'll tell you this. Tell me that like bands already started at five o'clock they on Friday. They wouldn't have to start at five if they didn't have 300 fucking bands. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah, what that's, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like you can make it if you, you just scaled it down a bit. Like it's it's big. You could nobody's gonna notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's fine. Like the festival could they could stand to lose a few pounds if you know what I mean. Be a little bit slimmer. I could stand yeah. a few lose a few pounds. Myself. Hey, the beer. The this beer's not helping anything. Yeah. Does anybody need refills? Is that no, growler good, still in good. here? Uh, or did I take oh. the growler back? Yeah. You need some, Ben? I'm good. You're good? Everybody's yeah. good? Cool. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's just... Uh, Shout-outs to Northside, Allegheny City Brewing. I've been, I've been, this has been like... And the really funny thing is that this just keeps showing up in all the podcasts, even though all the beer's been from Penn, but it's totally fine. They're friends. Northside. Yeah. All yeah. All, yeah. That's it was all. delicious. Whatever that IPA was, was really good. Yeah. That was their session IPA, which is not on tap anymore downstairs. That growler was from Tuesday. But now that's the pen gold, which is also mm. good. It's award winning. Mm. Whoa. I can see why. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I've never won an award. So no? 
Oh, you, you I didn't, doubt that. You didn't. You didn't win any city paper awards. No. The illustrious, we, the, nope. the illustrious the best day of we Pittsburgh nope. city paper nope. awards. Nope, we never won. The day won we win an award is when we should break up. <laughs> yeah, we really should. Done. I think Jesse lost the Clinton Clegg in that award. I could be wrong though. <laughs> Might have. Were you up against him for something? No, this is a wasn't. bad joke. Oh, okay. Just a bad joke. Oh, okay. I love Clinton Clegg. He was. Yeah. He came out. Shout to, outs to Clinton. You never responded to my fucking message about oh, being on the no. show. You know, it's fine. I will say this. He, <laughs> he came to see our Elvis Costello uh, tribute set at Tripfest. Oh, cool. And he was like, "It was good. I don't know any Elvis Costello." And I was like, "Well, help me because I don't know." What was the tribute band that was playing at that time? They were doing a. Uh, oh God, I'm going to forget the name now. Um, I can't even remember the name of the band that's playing. But anyway, like he and I were exchanging. I like only had one conversation with him before. I like I was all like I don't know who this guy is, and he was like Kev, good job. I'm like I didn't even know you knew who I was, dude. So I was telling him buy this album, buy the Elvis Costello album, and you know, they're touring the whole country. This they're summer. doing, dude. They're fucking playing everywhere. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. The Common Heart are playing all over the place. Yeah, yeah when I'm at that dude, Tell Your Ride Festival or something like that. Or but anyway, back to Sykes's beef with the. Uh, th- dude, he's a total sweetheart. He came. No. <laughs> I only talked to him and met him one time. He just showed up at the Greywalker album release show of all places. Cool. Yeah. And like, I ran, I ran to him at the end of the night, and he like came up to me and he was talking to me. He's like, you "Guys are awesome." Blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. And I was like, "I know who you are." And he was like, "Yeah, you know." He was like, "You know, you might, you might." I forget what he said because it was like a year ago at this point. But he was like talking about how like. He like some band, I think I want to say it was like, he was talking about how like he grew up liking Pantera and all this stuff and how he has all this metal. I know yeah, he talked about like some weird influences that he, it was like, it was Snoop Dogg and metal. And yeah. I'm like, you're in a, you're in like a 11 piece soul band, but yeah. that's cool though. But I was like, dude, it's awesome talking to you. And I was like, dude, got to get you on the podcast. Would love to chat with you. Send him a message. You never hit me back. That's okay though. That, that, that boy's busy. He's busy. Oh, Steely Dan. So yeah, the Steely Dan tribute band oh, was yeah. playing. Was really and I, he was like, I don't know any Elvis Costello. And I was like, and I sent him this lengthy nerd like message, like start with these albums. And then there's like, and <laughs> I was like, like you. Yeah. he's literally <laughs> written like operas and he's written like country records. And then I was like, tell me some Steely Dan to listen to. Cause yeah, that's a band I've never gotten into. What all. I heard on stage, I liked, and I recognized all these songs. I'm like, oh, that's Steely Dan. Like I didn't know who they, yeah, I'd heard these songs on radio growing up as a kid, but I didn't know that was Steely Dan. So. I had someone drunkenly yell at me for not liking Steely or not knowing anything about Steely Dan at that show. No, 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 just, Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. yeah. Nice Elvis Costello said, fuck you. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I always find it very obnoxious when you aren't aware of something or you're not a fan of something. Right. And then people have to project like their thing onto yeah, you as if you're like exactly offending what, that's, them. That's exactly what happens. It's so weird. It's, it's very a, weird. There's only so much music in the world. I can't hear yeah. every song. There's only right. so many hours in the day. And if I don't like something, I just don't fucking like it's it. Not it's not even that I do. You can't not, like it. I, I think the conversation was, oh, I think I was saying, like, oh, put this uh, radio station on and Steely Dan came on. They're like, oh, do you like this? I was like, I don't really know it. And then he got like all offended. How could you know? <laughs> what do you mean you don't know them? I don't know them. That's not my bag. Yeah, it, it's really, really difficult. I don't know why people do that, but it's just. I have to be honest. I've had one or two heated discussions about the Who in, in a similar fashion. I could like, see that. Yeah, I could see you I'm being a like huge, that. huge Who fan, and 
someone tried to claim they were a bigger Who fan than me. And I, oh, that's <laughs> different. I started getting that's, almost personal. That's, I was that's, like, that's a, that's a lot different. That yeah. that's fine. Like having some sort of weird competition with somebody else about being a bigger fan of a thing. Oh yes. no, because it started out as like being that. fun, and then he like ramped it up. I'm like, oh, we're getting serious. Okay, oh, well, yeah, well, that <laughs> so. that gets weird. But that that's that was, I'm assuming that was just booze talking at that point. No, this oh. this was pure ego. Never mind. <laughs> you know, never mind. I, I also had like seven years on this person, so I pointed out like when you were in elementary school, I was already listening to this band. So I've seen Perfect. them X amount of times. Yeah, you I think those those conversations could be fine, but. Pretending to be offended that someone doesn't care about a thing that you care about is weird. That's we- That's a weird thing to do. Like they were flat out like, yeah. you don't like Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, and Steely Dan, that's a weird... Yeah, it is a weird... That is also like a weird thing. I don't imagine so Steely Dan about. fans being that passionate enough to... I know. Like Maiden fans would be like, you fucking don't like Maiden? Like I could see them getting crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's definitely people that I know that aren't familiar with Maiden that I think, you know, totally should be. Yeah, but they're just not, and that's fine. What the, what the fuck? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not a big deal. No skin yeah. off my back. Yeah, but then so- there's also that argument: like if you're making music that seems directly influenced by a thing, and then you, oh, you like yeah, okay. don't really. Well, that's like the Greta Van Fleet sure. argument, right? right? Yeah, right. Greta Van Shite, as I call yeah. them. Yeah, that would be like that, or like a. Like if you're like a straight up blues band and you don't, that was actually you like pretend like you don't know. Any. So there's this thing that I have with Greta Van Fleet and it bugs me on a, re- on, on a topic that I don't think anybody has really brought up when it, in regards to Greta Van Fleet. So I think in terms of age, Greta Van Fleet, they're probably about the same age range as Led Zeppelin was when Led Zeppelin started playing out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like 21, so. 22. Why do they look like babies? And when I look at early pictures of yeah. Led Zeppelin, they well, look like fucking you know sexy dudes. Yeah, you know what's weird, though, is like... This, <laughs> is, is, this is a weird thing <laughs> that I don't know if... It, I, I would sleep I with Led Zeppelin. If, I wouldn't sleep with these guys. I don't know if this is true, but people... People from like the 60s and 70s who look older when they were like 19 or 20. Like a diet thing? I don't know what it is, but they do look like... It, Let me get that, not homie. that long ago. I'm talking about fucking dudes. I need some beer. In, the tw- in their 20s, in the, six- in, their, in the 60s or 70s, Hallmark look weird. They look older. <laughs> exactly. I was... Sorry. This is kind of like... On. My mind goes to this, speaking of what Ben says. Uh, no, no. No, the, um, this one... <clears throat> Riding Giants uh, surf documentary. If you've ever listened to it with the um, the commentary on, the one guy is talking about all this footage of these people on the beach in the 60s and 70s, and they just, he's like, is it me or they, do they look healthier and more curvaceous, and they look kind of like more mature, and this guy was like, yeah, before they all started putting processed sugar and all this kind of shit and all the food, and I'm like, know, yeah. so I'm kind of thinking, like, did it, did that natural sun and foot, did it age them faster? Cause like, yeah, I don't like, know, man. it is a byproduct of getting older where I look at college students now. They look like, who are like 21 and I'm children. like, I could be your, I mean, I literally could be your dad, but also like, you don't look like you're 21. I'd card the shit out of you until yeah, you're at least so 30. Weird. I don't know what the fuck it is. That's just, that's the only thing I think about when I think of Grand Event Fleet. Is they look like, like children. They just look like children, and it really bothers me. <laughs> well, I mean, the, uh, the thing that bothers me is when what's the lead singer was like, well, we're really influenced by Aerosmith. And it was like, <laughs> dude, 
I'm not. This is where I geeked out. I was like, your drum, the, your drummer's design of his drum kit are the exact fucking measurements of Bonham's kit. The snare sounds like Bonham's kit. Your voice and your hand gestures yeah, are exactly yeah. Robert Plant. But they're, you're they're, literally ripping off another band. There's puppet strings behind. Oh behind yeah, all totally. they have no fucking idea. Yeah, no. They have no fucking idea. They're fucking playing Nebworth, and they're not seeing a dime of that shit. Somebody yeah. else is seeing it. So yeah, and then you know. They'll get together finally in their thirties and make like a folk record or something, you know. We'll see how it happens. You know, maybe they'll, you know, like Hanson still has a very good uh, touring career these days. Really? They're still an active band. Get out of but town. they're like just them. on some completely other shit. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, huh. they're still around. Hmm. Well, I've learned something today. You have. <laughs> Check out some more recent Hanson whenever you get home. Do right. you, rec- you recommend anything uh, for Hanson? Mm-hmm. No, okay. I just know they're still a band. I just That'd know. be so amazing if you like pulled off his t-shirt and had like Hanson like Hanson tattoo, <laughs> just mbop around both my nipples forever. <laughs> All right, so before we wrap up, uh, I do want to do some listener questions with you guys. How do you? Yeah, sounds fuck with that. You we have a sound that? effect yeah. for that. We do. So uh, we're gonna get there in a second, but okay. I'm gonna pull this up over here. So we're going to roll with Kelly Phillips. Shout outs to Kelly Phillips. She was just on the show recently and she asked way too many questions. Yeah, she's a, she sings for somebody, right? Or something? No, well, the, Kelly Phillips, um, she right now, she has a podcast. Shout outs to the Tapestry Music Podcast. Okay. It's another local music podcast. Cool. And she also plays drums. She does vocals. She's done like guest work with other like internet music projects. I feel like I've but, seen her as a singer somewhere. But she doesn't play any, um, she's not like in an active band. Okay. But she was out the show last night, moshing around, having nice. a good time. Nice. Yeah, she's awesome. It's like really, really strong supporter oh, of the Julie local scene. Your show. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a so uh, we're we're building a community. Cool, awesome. but uh, yeah. So um, okay, Kelly Phillips has asked a few questions, and I think that some of these will actually be pretty good for this particular group of people we're sitting with. And we're Perfect. actually going to go through all of these as quickly as we possibly can. So the first question from Kelly Phillips, she asks, "What is the most rewarding part of being in the local music scene?" I don't know if it's specific to the look, but just just creating a thing and then having other people listen to it and have fun with it. I mean, that's you know, that's not specific to the local scene. It's just yeah. specific to making music in general. Yeah, I think it's just finding a genuine way to maintain finding new relationships and friendships with people that are like in a similar age range to you because it's like, I I mean, I don't know how old everybody at this table is, but I imagine we're all at least in our thirties. Yeah. Probably, probably probably (laughs) some over that. Pushing 42. Yeah. But once you get to that point, it's really hard to just make friends. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got people that you work with and (laughs) sometimes those people suck. And then like, and then it just becomes a thing where it's like, Oh, you know, Hopefully, like, you know, somebody that I went to high school with has a kid so we can fucking hang out and have our kids hang out together. Like, but having the local music scene is a cool way to just at least have like acquaintances or just people that you know. Right. And that's really awesome because I think it's all about the whole reason I got into doing music or this podcast or anything was just because I really like connecting with other people that have similar interests. Yeah. So it's. I also really love. I love watching our friends do really awesome work. Yeah, like I was listening to Sweet Sweet. It's the last single from uh, Lo-Fi Delphi the other day, over and over again. 
and just I love yeah that's a good that's a really good that's a really good yeah. song and I love yeah. watching our friends who we all we already love and respect them and then they do something better than they did the last time and not only does it like fuck I want to do something that good too but it's like super exciting to hear them do something that's really cool so I mean that's what I I, I, yeah, I love that's being a really, part that's of that. a really good point. And you have a history with them too, right. so you knowing this, people like, that are knowing people like knowing people in the scene doing cool things. Yeah, makes, makes you happy. You mentioned Action Camp before, like they were the first local band, like well over ten years ago that I was really into, and seeing them now like do awesome stuff, I just like get so excited when they're like, oh, we have a new album out, or we're doing this show. It's just cool to see. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben, any cool. thoughts? I don't know. I I I can't add anything else to what they said. I like. I enjoyed what they said. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I thought we did really mirror good. that, reflect yeah. that. I just I want to point out how awesome Ben's shirt is. I called it out down. That's this is, this is my this wife's is best, logo. Actually, this is the best part of our local music. She scene. does uh, vibrational healing with with a gong and crystal bowls. Oh, who is this? My wife. Oh, it's called no Sacred shit. Centered You. Okay. This is their new direction. So I need to get one I'm of the shirts it right now. Um, Him and his wife drove to Lincoln, Nebraska. We, we drove to Nebraska on a Friday night. We decided uh, we went to a, a show that this guy had a wall of gongs. Mike Timbrose is then, and we saw him Thursday night and Friday night, seven o'clock at night. We were like, "Fuck it, we're going to go to Nebraska and get this gong." So we picked up and left at seven at night. Drove sixteen hours, got a gong and crystal bowls. Drove back here. That's those, fucking awesome. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. We were watching. Yeah. We were Spur keeping of the moment. He was keeping us up to date on their like their travels and yeah, drove yeah, all yeah. the way to Lincoln, really cool. Nebraska. Did some shopping and turned around and drove right back. The gong is a really cool instrument. For the record, yeah, check her out. SacredCenteredU.com. There you go. Hell yeah, I love that Thanks. plug. So <laughs> Kelly Phillips also asks, Have you ever tried to cook a really difficult recipe and had it go perfectly or terribly? I'm gonna have to bow out of this because I've nope. Not a home cooker? Nope. Yeah. Uh, I cook uh, probably all of our meals, and I'm sure at some point my wife will hear this. I am, I probably could get like a 70 to 80% every night, and then like the one night out of like the month, she'll be like, I'm going to cook tonight. Because I'm, I'm always like, no, I'll cook. You relax. And I, and I, you know, I have my Irish cooking, which is basically tasteless yeah <laughs> terrible okay and then she'll cook something <laughs> my, she'll cook something amazing and i'm like maybe no you should just cook and i'll uh-huh. clean from now on so i've i've cooked several things very good and i've also i haven't failed but she'll go it's okay and i'm like upward inflection meaning no it's not okay <laughs> <laughs> so what should i have done better you know ben i gotta say sushi uh that's a good oh. that's a good date a date night thing if you're to, you like, know, to, to do with yourself. I think we tried you sushi. sushi that you could, it's really fun and easy to make do you your use, own sushi. Do you use the, um, the mat? Yeah, you have yeah to. well, we use the place mat, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, yeah, but uh, we didn't have the actual mat, but yeah. it's actually really easy and fun to make your own sushi. So um, I think we're, do yeah. it. Do you do store-bought uh, salmon? I, okay. catch, I catch my own out of the Monongahela River, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Explains why my t-shirt is glowing now. <laughs> uh, what's That's the... fucking awesome. I got to answer this question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm really good at making shitty foods really good. Oh, I will say a really good skill. But, to have. Uh, like, like I can, I, I will go toe to toe against anybody in the world that I can make a better box of Kraft macaroni and cheese than anybody else on the planet. Mm. I'm not going to argue with that. I would love to see. I would love to have. I can make a Totino's party pizza. 
better than anyone else on the fucking planet. <laughs> and I was actually really fucking pissed because they did a thing at Belvedere's. I think it was a PBR sponsored event where it was like you get 10 bucks and like you have to basically get a party pizza and like make the ingredients and like they had like a competition for this. Oh. And it was made for me. And you would have crushed. We did you were miss fucking it? out of town. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That would have fucking are we, are, Now are we adding things to the Kraft macaroni and cheese or are we following the box instruction? You no, you add things. You're adding you tweak. Things. You tweak it. You tweak it. Yeah. You tweak it, a it up a little bit. Tweak a bit. All right. And I'll throw this out there. My biggest thing that I always throw in that I mix in with the fucking cheese powder, a little bit of curry powder. Just I was bit. literally going to make a joke, like little curry, little mm-hmm. soy. Uh-huh. Dude. Really? Oh. Coconut milk, I bet, would go well. Coconut Here's what we're doing. I'm going to say this right now. It's universal. Yeah, next, like the can of right. coconut milk. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. The next season that we do shows, not only are we doing a show with Grey Walker, we're fucking bringing snacks. Yeah, we're going to have a, a potluck pot oh shows. Oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. Where people bring a covered dish. Yeah. We'll do it at Haller's, and like Mary Jo will have a spread in the back, and it'll be like, this is Grey Walker's dish. I was at a show where... <laughs> this is every, yeah, dish. every band brings a dish. Oh, I was at a show where someone made... Uh, one, of, one of the people in the band made cookies. Well, Lisa made cookies for us. Lisa made cookies once. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. I, at a I, shadow lounge. Yeah, yeah. Come see yeah. awesome music and then scarf your... Macaroni yeah. and cheese. Oh, so good. Made... I, Made my Grey Walker. I do. I do want to say Grey Walker and cheese. Ooh, we do have our own hot sauce. Oh, you, Are you serious? serious? Yeah, Grey oh, Walker. We do cool. have our own. You've hot been sauce holding out wow. on this, man. Oh, that's cool. Because um, I do a lot of barbecuing, and I'm always looking for some good stuff. I'll get you a bottle, my friend. I'd um, like some too. I do want to throw out real quick, though, um, a negative experience. So, me and Stacy have recently. For the past few months, we've been doing Green Chef. Like they, mm-hmm. they send the, it's like Blue Apron. They send yeah, the oh, yeah, yeah. Um. And I am really, really bad at, I don't like following directions, you know, as just, that's like a metaphor for my whole life. Right. Um, and I just get like really stressed out, uh, trying to follow the directions on the green chef thing. And I think the thing that stresses me out the most is that they always have like cook time, 35 minutes. But there's like, you got to chop all these vegetables and do all this stuff. And I think I get in my head too much. I'm like, there's no fucking way you could do this in 35 minutes. I'm doing this fucking wrong. And like, I just make a big fucking mess and I don't like making messes. And it's just, so I've had some real negative experiences doing the the prepackaged thing that tell you like step by step what you have to do. It's a lot of fun. And I will, I will say I've gotten better at it. Sure. But uh, Stacy's way better at that than I am. I feel like those. Services should have like different levels of uh, expertise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all pretty simple. I know. It's just sometimes it's like it's it's really really but like some sometimes people enjoy like the activity of like um, putting the food together. So I will like, say this: and you're a type a type where it like requires you to do more of the manual labor part, and then yeah. there's people who just want to like heat up food. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 a mixture. That's the thing that's really interesting about Green Chef is like sometimes they send you all of the ingredients and like the vegetables are already chopped, and then sometimes you just oh. get a bag a bag full of stuff that's like you got to fucking do everything. Yeah, and no, it's like, you should be able to choose. In your yeah. defense, the, my wife and I did Blue Apron like two years ago or three years like a, before we were married, and like yeah. The, the first night we were putting it together, we were both starving. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. It's been an hour and 10 minutes. It says, it clearly says 45 minutes. I haven't even done the fucking filet thing yet. Yeah. And she's like, do you want me to help? I'm like, no, I got it. And like two hours later, I'm eating this amazing meal. And I'm like, we're never doing this again. <laughs> but it was good. I mean, like that was, I was in my head and I'm like, I'm fucking this up. And it was delicious. But I'm like, 
they've even admitted like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have asked you to peel the garlic and then like grind it. Cause some of you don't have fully functioning kitchens, but which we been, didn't at the time. It's so. been fun because it's made us buy a lot of things that we didn't have before, but that like, is, yeah. And, uh, now it's just, it's like, teaching us like different ways to like prepare different things. It's a, it's interesting. We saved all we, of our menus. We did too. Yeah. And we've definitely had a few, like a few weeks where like we look at the, the green chef menu and it's like, eh, nothing really looks that good. Let's like go to the store, utilize our knowledge and like think about some meals we want to make and go from there. That's yeah. been fun. So yeah, that's, uh, that's my answer to that question. I guess let's just keep this going real quick. Camera reset. Boop, boop. Camera reset? Yeah, it only records for a half hour at a time, so I have to like manually yeah. fix it from my here. From my here, from my laptop. We could have we could have switched seats and just kept Oh, that going. would have been really and fucking not funny. Even mentioned it. That would have been <laughs> really, really, really fucking like funny. Like a Peter Gabriel video in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> you just keep moving over one mic. What is this? I don't Get know. out of here. I don't need that. All right, we got a couple more questions from our homie Kelly Phillips, and we're gonna wrap this shit up. So if you could wait, Kelly Phillips asks again. If you could pet any animal without the fear of maiming of it maiming or killing you, what would it be? A black bear, like a oh, giant bear. Yeah, but they're cozy, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. a great, yeah. great white shark. Oh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I'm gonna go a little smaller, chimpanzee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't even thought about chimps that. are cool. They're, I just actually, went, they're like, the vicious first thing, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah. yeah. Mm. Underwater, because so, I'm a nerd and I know this. Underwater, like apparently sharks don't. I, they usually attack at the top of the water because they oh. have more control. So, uh, like a shark attack, like in the movies when they're like eating a diver, it's like technically that wouldn't happen. Hmm. So that's why, like those people can reach out of those cages and pet a fucking twenty foot great white and not get their arm chopped off. But have you I, ever seen a chimpanzee underwater? No, no, I haven't either. I don't I've think never, they. I don't think but they you know do what? There I hasn't say been this. one captured shot of a chimpanzee. If underwater. a chimpanzee swam up next to the shark, I'd fuck the shark. Come here, buddy. And yeah. it's just, <laughs> high yeah, I don't fi- think. I don't think they can, them. I don't think they swim. I think that's one of the things. I don't think they swim. Hmm. Is there a primate that swims? We need to figure that out for the next. That's a good uh, question. Is there a primate? My answer. There's got to be one. My answer. I'm gonna go with like. A hyena or some kind of uh, weird, like, yeah. like really like vicious four legged little like dog like animal, because like I think they're so like hideous and cute, and it would just be fun to be like, yeah, come here, little buddy, come here, yeah. you little fucking hyena, <laughs> hello. Well, that's kind of why that's kind of where I was going with a bear, because like yeah. you you have teddy bears, you think that they're yeah. like, but they're just killing machines. They would destroy you, especially like. Like polar bears, they're like, oh, yeah. they're so cute. They're the they're the Coca Cola like, yeah. And I'm like, no, they're the reason they're that big in a place where there's like nothing is because they're just killing stuff all the time, all yeah. the time, all the time. That's all they do. They've literally eat their own young if they get hungry enough, and that's that's really fucking crazy. Yeah, it'd just, be it'd yeah. be cool to like you know share a Coke with a bear. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I could share a Coke with a bear and rub his belly and then get back on the boat before he d- decides I should eat me. <laughs> Like I should Perfect. eat this guy. I don't, you know. All right. Okay. Next question. So Kelly Phillips also asks again. We're flying through these for you, homie. Yeah. Who are some unconventionally, un- who are some unconventionally influential people in your life? Oh, wow. Unconventionally influential. That's a. That's, that's really an. Inter- that's first of all really hard to say. Yeah, that's an interesting. That's an interesting thought. It's a vocal warm up to say that five uh-huh. times. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Are we talking music? Or are we just talking in general? I would say in general. I think generally. Hmm. I would really, definitely really say, say in a negative way, 
Um, uh, this, this is going to be some dark shit and I apologize, uh. but, um, my, a lot of my mom and my dad were both unconventionally influential in the terms of, they never did anything positive with themselves. Uh. And, uh, a big part, I think of why I spent so much time trying to always like work and do good for myself and like, yeah. just like do stuff is because like I grew up around of just completely unmotivated people. Yeah. And it was like. Kind of a bummer. Yeah, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. It wasn't even a bummer. It just didn't make sense because, like, when I was a kid, I was always like trying to draw pictures or trying to like yeah. make music on a shitty little keyboard. You know, sure. like, it just is like, yeah. why it didn't make sense to me that other people didn't want to just do stuff. Well, that's the uh, that's certainly the upside to um, to having those experiences, right? I suppose. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You got an answer? I don't. Anybody? I don't. Man. Anybody have an answer for this? Pee-wee. Oh, that's a really- Pee-wee Herman. Yeah? <laughs> I swear. I've, I was raised on Pee-wee Herman. Yeah, he is I'm raised on him, but I've watched an awful lot of Pee-wee Herman growing up. And he's influenced you. And he's way. influenced me. Like, I think the weird part of the me. The weirdness. The yeah. weirdness that not too many people like know. The, like, like the, the, um, like the uh, completely um, not self-conscious weirdness. Yeah, and I think my sense of humor just is weird, kind yeah, of. Yeah, and. Sure. And so, and yeah, wouldn't it be very freeing to be able to kind of be like that character? Like he doesn't care. Yeah, like he's totally. Weird. He's coming to Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, is he really? Is he really? I yeah. was. I was pulling that. For what? I, I was literally. Just pull, I was just pulling that up actually because I Get wasn't sure if you were aware of that or not. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, Paul Rubens is going to be at Steel City Con August 9th, 10th, and 11th. So you could wow. go before or oh after God, your killer gig. We should fucking gig. invite him to our show. Uh, we should fucking invite him to our show. If Pee Wee shows up it's, at our oh show. Oh my God. That's, if, he, if only like five people show up and one of them Let's is Paul, Paul Rubens. Oh, Paul that'd Rubin. be the best. Oh wait, where'd he go? He was right, at, he was right there. What the fuck? Comic-Con info. Yeah, there there is. Is. So you got George oh, Takai's going to be there. Yeah. Paul Rubens. Yo, Ernie Hudson is coming. Ernie Hudson's oh. going to be there. You got you got a that's a cast a, a whole a whole medley of motherfuckers. Are gonna be there. Shirley Jones. <gasps> we should do a fucking wow. oh that'd be so, that, put, this could be the best beach blanket being uh, beach blanket blowout <laughs> show ever. Yeah. If they all showed up. Can you imagine? We just carpet amazing. bomb the like. Just come to the show afterwards. I'll pick them up uh, on a bike. Yeah, one more time. Shout outs for the Beach Blanket Bomb Show, August 10th Blowout. at Cativo. I almost said Beach Blanket Bingo, which is yeah. the movie it's based off of. That it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a twist off. Beach Blanket Bingo was like one of those, like, uh, what's her name from the Mouseketeers? Mm. Um, I'm going to forget her name. It was like kind of a kitsch, kind of 60s swinging beach comedy. And it's like Beach Blanket Bingo. I'm not going to call it that. That's copyrighted. Beach Blanket Blowout. Oh, yeah. is, is more I fun. I didn't know that's where that got yeah. it. We anyway. got it. So that was awesome. Are you going to go? Are you going to go go meet your boy? I might. I might have to. I think you should. I might be up there. So if you're there, I'll hit, see you there. hit me up. Hit me up. And then oh, Kelly Phillips. One last question. This is going to be a good one for Kevin. God. So Kelly Phillips asks, if you could bring back any band that doesn't tour anymore for one last show, which band would it be? And they don't have to still be alive. Like they could, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to say they don't have to be alive. They don't have to be alive. Okay. I literally was going to say, I'm just going to jump out there and say, if time and death wasn't an issue, big star. 
I would love to see Big Star. Like circa 1974, Big Star. There's a Chris Bell that's still alive, a young Alex Chilton, and and uh, Andy Hummel. Uh, Jody Stevens, who's the drummer of Big Star, he works at Arden Records, uh, Arden Studios. And he he still plays music and tours, and he's alive and happily alive and doing shows. But if all the members of Big Star were here they don't even have to be in their youth. They could be old, gray, grizzled, big star. But if it was big star together playing a show, or that'd if it was like really the big cool. star from 1974 that was just there for one fucking show, that'd be the greatest night of my life. You know, immediately I was like, I was going through the list, REM, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, what if death isn't an issue? <laughs> you know? Sure. Sure. My first thought, as soon as I heard that was the Jimi Hendrix experience. But then I rethought about that because it, well, if I would hate to see it, now, now, like if he was still alive, and they just but like, like you like time machine it, yeah, time, it would have to be a time machine sort of. My answer is time machiney too. Yeah, but what about you, Ben? Mm, I don't know. What's yours? So my time machiney, if I could see David Lee Roth era Van Halen, oh my god, that would be yeah. at right yeah. at the fucking beginning just oh, to be wow. a part yeah, of that, that dude. Would be very oh. cool. Like Van Halen two, like they've already broken it in, and they they're not playing. PPG yet, but they're playing big places. I would be <sighs> fucking on over the fucking moon if yeah. I could be a part of that, dude. Seriously. Actually, the 1978 yeah. David Bowie tour is really good too. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, I think um, the Ramones maybe. Oh, the, yeah. The time machine of going back to the Ramones. Oh, Jesus or Christ, The Clash. The Clash. Black Fucking Flag, the, the, the original jam, one 1982, Bingley Hall. Tugazi would, would be a cool yeah. show. It's the list is endless. Like, cause it, it, I've always joked about like, if there is a heaven, you are like, it is whatever you want it to be. And like, I've always joked that like, I will instantly be at the front of the stage, uh, in 1967, June of 67 of the Monterey pop festival. The minute Otis Redding walks on stage and oh. shake. Cause he's on yeah. stage with Booker T and the MGs and the Barquets as his backup. Yep. And you watch him do shake. And I'm like, that might be the fucking best two and a half minutes ever recorded. And it was the first time he played in front of a mainly white audience, and he had them in like thirty seconds, and it was killer. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the nerd. And that's the nerd answer. The knee jerk answer was Big Star. Yeah, uh, I will say one something that I deeply regret was not seeing Charles Bradley when he was here. Oh yeah, when was, he, when was that? It was. It was like a year before he passed, but yeah. he played in Pittsburgh for free for one of those just like yeah. downtown outside of oh, really? And it was one oh. of those things where I was like, I know Charles Bradley's in town, but like, I don't know. Like I'm going to sure. go do something. I don't think right. I was doing anything too important that night, but I was doing something else. He passed yeah. away on my 40th birthday. Cause my was in the hospital the next day. My wife and I were, she was up in the room and I went down to get a bite to eat after being awake all night. And I saw the news that he had passed away like that night. So he passed away like on the 23rd or the 24th, two years ago. Man. But he here's just, a dumb question: Who's Charles Bradley? <laughs> so Charles Bradley, um, you know, soul singer who didn't really get any like critical acclaim until like the later later years of his life. Yeah, um, mm. he put out some really really awesome albums, and uh, yeah, if you're into that sort of stuff, I would check it out. Thank he you. He does a yeah. cover of Black Sabbath "Changes." Yeah, it's really good. Stop you dead in your tracks. Yeah, Yeah, it's really. He's like a Sharon Jones. Who Sharon Jones was like? They're both. She didn't walk into. Yeah, she didn't. Oh, really? I guess I didn't know that. Sharon Jones didn't walk into a professional recording studio until she was like in her late forties. Wow. And and she started putting out records, and people have been like, "Where the fuck has she been?" Like she's just she would just kill it. Yeah, she's amazing. She played like 
Benenham sized stages the rest of her life and just yeah. it was so good and then she passed away from yeah. uh, cancer I think mm. it was Sharon Jones Ain't No Chimneys in the Projects is one of my favorite Christmas songs she does I a version of that. that's yeah, fucking that's, yeah. killer she dude. does a version of This Land Is Your Land it's just like <sighs> it's so <laughs> that good that sounds delicious yeah. I know the li- like because now that I'm sitting here I'm like well to see Jeff Buckley Cheney would have been fucking awesome sure and you could keep you going just, yeah and you like, just threw him down a loop yeah and like yeah. there's certain, there's actually funny enough. There's like certain guys that they're not here anymore. And I'm like, that's okay. Cause they did something really beautiful. And it's almost, it's kind of beautiful that they got out what they did and they're not here anymore. And I, it's, it's upsetting, but like, you know, but like, yeah, I wish John Lennon was still alive, but there's other artists where I'm like, I'm okay that they're not around anymore. Do you think the rest of the Beatles would be such douchebags if John Lennon was still alive? I don't know. He was kind of a douchebag too. Sometimes I guess you're right. Yeah, there was. I mean, there was a rumor yeah. years years yeah. ago. I remember reading an article that they had talked about like doing a tour in the early '80s. And Geldof has said a couple times, like if they had all been alive and Live Aid, I would have fucking gotten them. I just would have forced them to do it. I would have. There's no way they wouldn't have played Live Aid. Yeah, I think if John Lennon you, was, I think if, I don't if think he, they would have played. You, I think they would have. I think they would. I think, I think, I think they, they would have, have played Live Aid, and then that would be it. I'm, and then I mean we're talking like three songs and then I think they wouldn't have come back together until the early 90s when they started putting out the anthologies again. I'm really upset we didn't get the synth driven 80s Beatles album that we all deserved. <laughs> <laughs> Which we almost certainly would have oh God. Do you how do you think the musical landscape if the Beatles were still an active band in the 80s? How do you think they would have shifted the musical I, landscape? I, don't know I think they, they would have been. I think. They, I really think they would have been buried by punk and post punk. I, I just, think. I think they the would have went the route of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Yep. So they would have. They would have split up, and you know, Paul would have made his solo album, and they so and so would have done this. I think a lot of those great solo albums, like by George Harrison, even Ringo's first solo album is great. They wouldn't have come out when they did. Yeah. They would have just been kind of side projects, and they would have been released kind of posthumously. And all these critics in the nineties would be whining, like, why the fuck didn't you put this out in seventy four when you like had it? You know? Sure. Dennis Wilson had a great solo album, apparently, from the Beach Boys. I've only heard a few songs I've off never of it, listened but it to wasn't Ringo. released. I've yeah. never listened to Ringo. It wasn't released stuff. until he well uh It Don't Come Easy is like that was his yeah, I've never he had the first number one single. Really? I, th- I think it was Ringo's uh, It Don't Come Easy was the first number one single post Beatles, and then oh, no George Harrison released his album right after that, yeah. and then it was well, um, George Harrison's album was like kind of already in process. For it was like, like two. Yeah, it was two. And... So then he released uh, his George solo Harrison album. had some eighties sounding yeah, stuff. He did. Oh, I love <laughs> that. You know, it's funny, <laughs> but like not in the not totally. in that. Some of it's pretty I, I good. love it. That's killer I pop. Yeah, it's very eighties. It's so good. Pop. Very specific to. that I got time my mind period. set on you. It was like yeah. legitimately a good fucking. Yeah, I guess I remember that. That's what eighties Beatles would have sounded like. Yeah, fair enough. I got my mind set on you. That music video, I remember. Being in love did, with that music, he video. did two of them. Yeah, I know. there was a black and white one that came out that he enjoyed doing, but he had an original idea of him just sitting there and having stuff come alive in the room. And so he reshot the video, and they did that. And that's like right on the cusp of like him working with Tom Petty and doing the Traveling Wilburys. Yeah. So there would have been a lot. I think there would have been a lot of cool stuff. Uh, hard to say. Know. Someone to yeah. play the keytar, isn't that yeah. what that was called? Who would play the keytar? Oh, uh, Paul would have. Paul would definitely, definitely play the keytar. Yeah. John wouldn't have fucking touched that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. John but Ringo have. would have totally had like the fucking like octagon shaped red drums, like do 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 do. It would have been like the most amazing. With the crystals in the back, yeah, yeah. With the wind chimes in the back. Would have been so good and so bad. 
Now, I the fact that they weren't there and there was a there was a hole to be filled allowed, especially in England, all those bands. I've just re- recently rewatched the album or the, the movie Twenty Four Hour Party People, and then went on this album surge of going back to. You know, the Happy Mondays, Joy Division, uh, all those bands that came out of like the factory record scene, which also connects to the Smiths, which also then connects to Oasis. It's like these jumping points that like it keeps going. Yeah. And it's like so much good music came out then that was all influenced by the punk stuff, but it went in a different, it, you know, yeah, it, wasn't, direction. it wasn't punk bands trying to be punks in the mid 80s. It was like they took all the technology that was coming out and made their own thing. And all that stuff is so exciting and just as relevant to me now. I mean, I was only five when a lot of those records came out, but I think if the Beatles had been around, they just would have been buried by that stuff. I think it it could have almost kind of been sad, you know. Sure. You know, I I have always defended the Who for continue going when they lost various members because it they both kind of their members died at odd times where it made sense for them to keep going. But like the fact when Zeppelin when Bonham died, they're like we're done. Like I respect that. I just I feel like that was so key to their sound that they were like we're not continuing. Yeah, but you know, at whistle doing a line of coke and dying of a heart attack on the edge of a tour, they're like, "We'll call Pino Palandino and see how it goes for a tour." And then, and then they just kept going. You know. Well, hey, you know, speaking of things dying, if we look at the screen, we have three percent battery left on the camera. <laughs> We've been going for an hour and thirty-two minutes. I wow. think that uh, this is a. I think that we could probably kill this yeah. conversation so we should recharge and we'll be back yeah, yeah. <laughs> part two we're gonna go get sandwiches at uh at the place at the we tap factory <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll be back oh yeah but uh oh, yeah. no real talk uh i'm gonna do my outro and i'm gonna thank you all for being here we're gonna do all thank that but us. august 10th august Cativo. 10th Cativo, beach blanket blowout it's going to be an awesome night of garage and surf rock music september 7th at howlers bunch of great bands and it's for a good cause for Planned Parenthood and we're going to end off our show our, our season of shows as it were October 18th it will be the real sea the big bend in us at the fun house and then phew, have a good Christmas happy Hanukkah happy Kwanzaa Feliz Navidad Sykes and that is all folks <laughs> thanks so much for listening hope you enjoyed the conversation Ben Kevin, Jesse, Los Vampiros, Amarillos in the building. Third time's a charm. Happy to have you here. Be sure to check out those shows, those events. Always good talking with these fucking schmucks. I really enjoy you guys. Uh, I'll be back again in a couple days with some other fucking idiot, I'm sure. Um, Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. That slow fade. We did go a while. I didn't realize it was that. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, we were, at one point I looked over and it was like thirty-seven minutes. I'm like, oh, we're good. Well, thanks, man. Thank oh, you. you're very welcome. And stop. Did what? I? I didn't sound like a complete lunatic when I went on my little. No, that was that was actually because I almost got really emotional. I was going to be like, I I really wanted to look at the audience. Audience, I wanted to look at the camera and be like, every one of you, stop fucking around. Especially you people. Especially you people that have big draws. Left and then make the first right. I misheard that. What do you mean? Big draws. I heard big drawers, like big hands. For those of you who have giant cocks, let's fucking do a show. You done with that cup? Yes, I am. Seriously, did I look fat?
Yeah, no, I was, that was, that was, part of the tangent was I had the name of that guy, and I was literally going to say his name on the show. Oh, yeah, But then I thought, I'm not going to do that because, you know, I, he's not going to cause trouble for me, he's going to cause trouble for the people that organize Zoid yeah, Sound. So, who's this, like... He it, owns not Arnold's tea shop, but he owns the other tea shop that's on that street, East Ohio Street. And he is basically a patron of the North Side. That's it. I mean, he must know is some he people. Like, kind of like, like he a, went to my like buddy, a weathered old white dude. Yes, he went to my buddy in Arnold's before. He went to my buddy at Kevin's house, and like my buddy Kevin's mom is retired. She's living off of fixed income. He walked up to her house and took photos of her, like of her garage. Which has like this hairline crack going up yeah. the side of the wall. A crack that will never affect anything that happens in the garage. But when the next, when she eventually moves out and the next young couple moves in, they might want to fix that. But he takes these, he walks in her fucking property, snaps 